coming up on the Smitty and Mitty Show this week. We'll talk Toronto Blue Jays and, of course, dive into the Masters. Then I'll be joined by London Major's designated hitter, Cleveland Brownlee. The Smitty and Mitty Show starts now. And now... Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? Start your engines! 90% of the time, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. The show that's got everyone saying... You're so dumb, for real. With Smitty. What you just said is one of the most idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. And Mitty. I've been in this business 15 years. What's your name? you. That's my name. This is the Smitty Mini Show. The Smitty Mini Show, the TSMS radio network, is what you're listening to across the TSMS radio network, the Smitty Mini Show. I'm just so excited that I am back in studio with my good friend Noah Smith. My name is Tyler Middleton, and we're going to take you through the next hour with some amazing sports talk. we got a small interview coming today. Just a little petite, itsy-bitsy interview, but mostly you're going to get me and Mr. Smith rambling. Let's thank the sponsors. Dave Middleton, Sun Life Financial Life is brighter under the sun. Gold line curling. They are the choice of champions, sir. First day of the year with shorts on this past week. It's spring. What a way to it start a, the show. It is officially what spring. What a way. Well, I just wanted to say, because we've got a lot of, we're going to talk baseball. We're going to talk masters on the show. Uh, our guest is a baseball guest. Uh, so I just feel like there's a lot of spring and summer sport talk coming on that I thought I would say uh, I wore shorts for the first time. I feel uh, like the people need to know. I have a couple questions. Yeah. What I, kind I, of shorts? No, just I regular this, shorts. I saved this for the show. Okay. So your whole plan was to, you know, quote unquote, get in shape. And you said April 1st, you're going to start jogging. Mm-hmm. Have you jogged every day since April 1st? Uh, I was, first of all, I did Uh-oh. not say April 1st. Uh-oh. I said the first Monday in April, which happened to be April 3rd. Okay. By the way. So weekends are my cheat weekends. That's what I call them. So you don't have to run on weekends. No. You're so, also, realistically, you're only supposed to run, like you're supposed to take probably two days off a week to rest. So, uh, my goal is to run during the weekdays. Before is that, work. Is that maybe because you might be a bit hungover on those other days to go running? Well, yeah, and I just, you know me, I got a ton of stuff going on on weekends. Right. Uh, the only time that I can get in schedule, I suppose I could do it in the mornings, first thing in the mornings, but then, like you said, maybe the hangover is there, who knows? So, uh, the the goal right now is to run every morning before work, and uh, as we record right now, I'm three for three. So, And what how, what a.m. is that? Like, that's got to be a, a early in the a.m. Well, I don't usually have to leave work until about 10 after 8 to be able to get there in time. Uh, so I get up and I start my run at seven o'clock. No, it's not too bad. No, it's not too bad at all. I'm it's up really, before that. Usually. It's really only like half hour before I normally would have got up, but now I'm just actually running. Okay, that that so, brings a different question. How far is this this run? This week it was three k. So nice and short to start it off this week uh, to get back into it. I am hurting. I'll be honest. It's been rough. Like your legs? The legs hurt. Um, I, I just, I, I clearly am far more out of shape than I thought I was. I could have told you that. I mean, I don't know I what knew, you think it was. Well, but. no, no. I just, I knew, but I just like, it, it still hurts. So. Right. See, and I've been getting back into the Week gym. One, pain. Oh, right. So I've been getting back into the gym for a different reason. I'm trying to cut down on some LBs for different reasons as well. And when you kind of, you're going to the gym and I, I went for the wedding to look in good shape and then I kind of stopped in the middle there and then I'm like, I should start going again. Your muscles do start to hurt, and it's it's a time. It takes up time. Being in shape takes up time. You know, it's how easy it is to get fat. I know. Just sit in well, front of my couch. That's why we've done it all these years. 
right? You look at uh, people who say, well, if you wanted to do it, you could do it. I know, but I'd have to spend a couple hours in the gym every day if I wanted to look like that guy walking down the road. And it's not even, I, like, I enjoy going to the gym. I enjoy getting on the treadmill, going for a quick jog, going down, get my lift in, and, like, just having some time, going to the sauna afterwards, maybe the hot tub. Like, I enjoy those things. It's actually getting the motivation to go there. Plus, like, my wife is, like, pretty pregnant at this point. Yeah. And She's she doesn't there. she doesn't like it. No, I don't even know if we said that. My wife's pregnant. There you go. Yeah, congratulations, yeah. by you. the way. Yeah. So, she doesn't like it when I leave every night to go to the gym. And she's just stuck there, you know, just can't get off the couch. Now, if you went, like, in, the literally morning, if you, if you went in the mornings, does that make things any better or worse? Uh, worse, because there's two kids that we got to get ready in the morning and just leave her with two kids. So at you least, can't win. You can't win. But what I do is I go at night after the kids are in bed, seven o'clock or so. I put tuck the kids in, say bye to the wife, head to the gym. But then when I get back, she's in bed. So there's just no wife time there in the middle, too. And she gets upset about that. Listen, do you want Tyler time or do you want skinny Tyler? That's what I'm saying. You, you can't have both. If you want to be able to like realistically fit me through doors and not have to get new yeah. shocks for the car, then this is what we're going to have to do. Like, listen, we're getting up to... Uh, it's when you start getting up in shirt sizes. That's what I'm finding. You don't want to start adding too many X's. See, the problem the was... Shirt size. I'll be honest here. Before, before the wedding, when I started to work out for the wedding... I stepped on the scale at one point. I was like 268. Like, that's big for me. That's really, yeah. I mean, it's big for anybody. That's, that's big just for, big. Yeah. But that's really big for me. And I'm thinking, and I stepped on this week and I was down to one, 241. Well, there you go. So, like, that's a good, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good, good amount of weight. And I want to get down to the 235 to, you know, 230, 225, somewhere in there would be kind of my goal. So, yeah. But uh, the, the moral of this story was that I wanted to have like a little weight loss convers- or competition with you. And you just said no. No, I didn't say no, did I? No, you said straight no. Okay. Well, I probably meant it. I can't remember when you asked me, but I probably meant it. You said because you would do unlawful things to make sure yes, that you Yes, that is won. true. I, th- I believe I said I might indulge in some drugs. You did say that. I wasn't going to I wasn't going to bring well, I'm that not gonna up. I'm not going to say which ones. To... It, and obviously it, it was a joke. Obviously it was a joke. <laughs> right? Just joking, right? That protects us legally. It's illegal ones. <laughs> 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 but it's not even that just starving yourself i would definitely starve myself to beat you like for sure yeah exactly i would right? go like yeah. i'm not eating if this comes down to winning <laughs> like you don't understand what i'll do we just both are just skidding i'm quitting bones. my job and i'm finding myself a deserted island and i'm not bringing food i might die and i might win there's two options there and i'm fine with either all right so march madness Yes. I'm switching We're gears. We're into April now. I'm switching so gears. So let's talk about March Madness. March Madness is over. It's done. Congratulations to the Yukon Huskies, who I think can be called one of the powerhouses of basketball. I mean, the, their their women's basketball team was phenomenal, obviously, for years. That unbeaten streak. And the men's team just kind of handled this tournament, handled the Final Four, which we kind of saw coming with all the low seats that happened to be there. But I want to focus on the women's game. And I think for an obvious reason, LSU... And Angel Reese beating out Caitlin Clark and Iowa, right? Yep, 102-85, the final uh, in the women's NCAA championship game. So right at the end of the game, Caitlin Clark is a very, first of all, one of the best basketball players I've ever seen, a phenomenal shooter, probably going to go down as the best women's basketball, at least college player, and she's still got another year to do this. She's very vocal. She's she She likes to throw her hands around. She likes to get emotional, which is fine. And Angel Reese, at the end of the game, kind of took exception to that and was, you know, pointing to her ring finger and yelling in Caitlin uh, Clark's, you know, face. And it kind of rubbed a lot of people the the wrong way. And it started that whole conversation again about, you know, sportsmanship. Let me read you something out here. 
30 points, 9 for 22, 8 or 9 for 22 from the field, 8 for 19 from three-point range, two assists, and eight rebounds. Now, given what I just told you, whose line do you think that is for the game? The championship game. Yes. Uh, Well, LSU won. So was it Angel Reese? You would think so when she acts like that, right? No, that would be Caitlin Clark's line. Angel Reese went, was, uh, she had 15 points. She had 10 assists, five rebounds, one block. Not a bad game. But nowhere close to what Caitlin Clark had. I think I think what it was is that Caitlin Clark gets all of this press and all of this coverage because she is so good that it just rubs LSU the wrong way. It rubs a lot of those women the wrong way. And Angel Reese took it out. And I, th- I mean, in my opinion, was just the, the completely wrong way. Like, why, why, when you win a national championship, no matter what you think, and and I believe that Caitlin Clark does it, you know, more to her team, more to the crowd. She doesn't. She does some obnoxious things, but it's not too often to other players on the court. Am I am I the crazy one here for thinking that this whole thing is kind of just blown out of proportion? Like, I really don't find it that big of a deal. I'm fine with her doing whatever and i didn't think you know the the i think she did that you can't see me John and then Cena. you know did the ring finger thing right and the rock um, baby she won the game her team won the game but she I'm wasn't the reason that's i don't care caitlin clark did not do anything to her i didn't think it was that bad i don't think she came at her and attacked her verbally physically whatever well she didn't physically attack her verbally i think can be argued but she was literally ran over to get into her face to do these things. Yeah, so maybe you could probably go without it. But I I, I honestly don't think it's that bad. Like, yeah. I didn't think it was to the point where now a talk show in Canada is talking about it. Do, I didn't like, think it was that bad. I think it's just why. Like, you just won the national championship and you're going to ruin your time, your celebration time. That's going to be the thing that's in remember for this game. Not the fact that the LS, LSU Tigers won the championship. It's going to be that... Angel Reese got in the face of Caitlin Clark, who was clearly the better player in every aspect of the Best game. player in the tournament, yep. Easily. So why? Why do that? Why? It's it's obviously just frustration that came out in that manner. Frustration, you know, maybe a hint of jealousy. Oh, right, for happens, sure. Right? It I think jealousy is, is for sure what it is. And for a lot of these players who say, well, you should be focusing on me, drop 30. Drop 191 points in the tournament. Go 61 for 127 in the tournament. Get 60 assists in a tournament set set a point record in a tournament and then maybe people will talk about you but when you drop 15 points in the finals and really aren't that impressive then yeah people aren't going to have conversations about you unless you do dumb things to put yourself in front of the camera got her there didn't it got her talking they got people talking about her so maybe it j- in the right way maybe it did the job i mean people talked about oj hey, they, too but they he didn't o- do the they, right thing they always say there is no such thing as bad press uh, right, as long as people are talking about you, right? You've never heard that? Uh, no, I'm just saying I could argue the opposite. <laughs> well, I, I could definitely argue the opposite, but I'm just saying that we are now sitting here, um, and let's kind of be honest with the situation. We're talking about women's college basketball, which probably would not have been on the show. We don't talk a lot about basketball in general, but now we're sitting here having a conversation about it because of what happened, right? It brings the publicity, and whether or not it's good or bad, probably not a good thing for Angel Reese and LSU, but here we are. We're talking about it. We're having that conversation. The other thing that rubbed me the wrong way, and I don't want to have a full conversation on this because it can get sticky maybe, but you know, Caitlin Clark in an interview afterwards 
in a way said that she 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 literally said that men have that emotion all the time and nobody cares and i don't think that's right either i don't think you can you hide behind misogyny at this point I think oh, even no. if a, I, I think if a, in the men's tournament somebody did that exact well, same how thing. Many, how many and how many times a year do we have a conversation about a player who acted out? How about it Kyrie? happens all the time. It <laughs> happens. All, how many times do we talk about Kyrie on this show, this very show? So I didn't think that was fair either to blame the media for just making it blown out of proportion because it was a women's the women's tournament. It I don't happens. think that's fair either. It happens, right? But all right, it's mini mini show. We're gonna hit our first break here, and we will be back for more. Just us, Gavin, on the other side, some Blue Jays, some baseball. Manny Machado gets, was the first person to get thrown out due to that pitch clock. So we'll talk about that. You're listening to the Smitty Mitty Show on the TSMS Radio Network. The curling season is just about over, but it's a great time to get ready for next year with the Gold Line end of season sale. Jackets, vests, shoes, and brooms. Check out all the deals at goldlinecurling.com. Goldline, the choice of champions. Even though I'd just gotten a new job that paid well, I still wanted to be prepared for the unexpected. My Sun Life advisor encouraged me to do three things, get health coverage, start paying back debt, and build a safety net. When I got my cancer diagnosis, my advisor had already helped me become debt-free with enough set aside for emergencies. When I took time off, I didn't worry about my finances so I could focus on getting better. Today, I'm in remission. Call Middleton Finner Financial Services with offices in King Carden and Port Elgin. This is the Smitty and Mitty Show. Smitty Mitty Show back segment number two. I stole it from Mr. Smith, who was getting there ready. Tyler I was just Middleton. about ready to speak. I was just Tyler Middleton, ready. Noah Smith on the uh, Smitty Mitty Show TSMS Radio Network. Welcome you back inside the studio for this about 20 minutes here. This 20-minute block, I want to do some Masters, some Blue Jays, uh, just, you know, the uh, what? Do you know that you left shampoo here? Yeah, and that's actually really good shampoo. It's great for your hair. Do you want to take it back? Do I want to take it back? I think back? it's been down here for like a year. Maybe more. Does it smell good? Herbal essences. Boosted volume. Potty MV shampoo. It's good for the volume of your hair to make it poof. Good to know. Good yeah. to know. So, Anyways, back to sports. Okay. So, Manny Muchado, let's start there. We saw our first victim of the pitch clock, in a way. He got ejected 18 minutes into a ball game. Did you see the video? I did. I saw it on Twitter for the first time. So for anyone who didn't, Manny Machado, was he, he stepped into the box and then readjusted his gloves and stared at the sky and puffed his chain with two strikes on him. And the umpire called him out. He called him for a pitch violation. He wasn't in the box ready and addressed the pitcher in time. And that was strike three. And then he turned around and was just having a conversation with the umpire. The manager comes out just to break it up. And apparently... Muchado said um, some things that cannot be repeated on microphone. No, no, not on this radio program. And was immediately ejected from the ball game. A lot of, and I do this sometimes. I'll go and I'll look through the comments just to see, like, what are people angry at here? And to my surprise, a lot of people are angry with Manny Muchado there, calling him a baby, telling him to just, he knows the rules, step back in the box, be ready to go. Don't fix your gloves. It's not about you. Just get in the box, get ready to play. That was happy. Made me happy. That's really all I want to say about it. Okay, you just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, listen, I, I the first thing I saw in this, first of all, is that there seemed to be a lot of confused people in the comment section about the new rules, the pitch clocks. Uh, you do not just have to be in the box. You have to be ready. Right? It's not, as, it's not so much as me just getting back into the batter's box. You have to be ready because the pitcher can't go until you're ready. So you have to be ready 
at that eight second. Just seemed like there's a lot of people confused about. It's not, it's not that hard to understand, is it? You know what was interesting? I, I was listening to Grayson Rodriguez uh, earlier in the week made his first start, number one pitching prospect for the Orioles. So I was listening to the game as I was working because it was an afternoon game. And the MLB, on the MLB app, part of each commercial break, they have an ad for themselves that goes over the new rules and actually explains some of the new rules. Smart. Pretty interesting. I thought yeah. that was smart, especially the pitch clock. Why it just broke down when the pitcher has to be in, when the catcher has to be in, what the consequences are, some other things that can happen. It just kind of ran over a little bit of the rule change. So I thought it was a really good idea. Yeah, I'm glad they did that. It's uh Listen, it, it needs to be explained. It's by far the most confusing and most impactful in the game rule change that we've seen this year. Are you um, surprised that we haven't seen more situations like this? I mean, it's been a week. We're, it's been a week. We're, we're a week into the season. That's a lot of ball games, a lot of innings, and there have been a, not a not a lot, but a good amount of pitch violation. How calls. many? We, I didn't look this up, but how many do you think we saw over the course of spring training? Oh, a dozen. Over all of the spring training? Yeah. No, I bet you're looking probably 100 plus. Yeah? That many? Yeah. Easy. Didn't feel like that many. Maybe we just like, I think I didn't like, watch every baseball You were like game. two, three a game. Seemed like it. In spring training. And and I think we're probably in like the 20 to 30s maybe only, in the season. I guess you only saw about it if it was like a big deal. Like, you know, someone That's got what upset. I'm happy about. That's what I'm happy about is that a lot of the times even listening to the broadcast, listening to Buck and Dan, it's like, it's barely mentioned. It goes, it's just... Oh, there's a pitch violation, so we're going to start one ball, no strikes. And then they'll just go back into, into talking about their talking about. They don't make a big deal out of it. They're not like it's one pitch, it's one strike, it's one ball, and you broke the rules and you get punished quickly. But nobody's like harboring over what happened. Do we have two minutes right now on the show to talk about the Blue Jays broadcast, or do we need to save that for next week? I mean, we literally have whatever time you we want. We can to do say. what we want. Yeah. Right. You're right. Um, listen, man, I. I, the Blue Jays are one of two Major League Baseball teams who are not sending their radio broadcast on the road this year. And Who's I've, the other one? Let me guess. I am going to say the Miami Marlins. No. Hmm. Los Angeles Angels. Really? Yes. That's the only other team in Major League Baseball besides the Blue Jays who are not sending their uh, radio broadcast team on the road. Anyways, the reason I bring this up is I sit there and... Uh, I think we're similar in this way that we like to listen to Blue Jays games on the radio. Uh, it's a good option for us. And to be honest with you, it's quite enjoyable if you like listening to that kind of thing. If you can sit back and picture it. I feel like we miss a lot with Wagner in the booth in Toronto when the team's on the road. And I feel like if Toronto's going to send the TV crew on the road, am I honestly thinking that we're better off with the TV crew calling it on radio? Would that give us a better radio broadcast than someone else doing it in a booth in Toronto? Am I crazy thinking that? I don't like. I don't. I don't like. I did not like the you know the the telecast being over the radio because I think it's just a lot for Buck and Dan. There are two very different ways to call to call ba- or to call baseball games. You have to be very descriptive on the radio, um, and in TV you want to let it breathe a little bit. I thought it made the TV product worse when they had to do it. For the radio yeah. program, right? Because they basically did a radio broadcast and put it over TV. Right. So I think it made it worse. What what where I think we're really getting hurt with Wagner not being on the road is he can't be down with the team. He doesn't travel with the team. That's where a lot of their stories come from. A lot of their information is they flew with the team. They stayed with the team. They ate with the team sometimes. These guys were consistently with these players. They got um some kind of repertoire where they would trust each other and 
like because sometimes it always makes me laugh when you hear oh i was down with alejandro kirk yesterday and he was talking about how his hands were just a little bit slow going through the box and how he just thinks he needs to speed it up and like they make it so eloquent and mm-hmm. you know that all kirk said was my hands are slow yeah right yes <laughs> And, but, they the like a, it but they made it like but they made it a four minute conversation, and that's what I think the magic is that we're going to lose without Wagner being there. You can call a game off of off of the TV; it's not as good, obviously. But that is what we're missing: is those little tidbits, that little information that Dan and Buck will be able to get that Mister Wagner can't. Yeah, I just I just thought that was interesting. And, uh, and how much uh, money it really, does it really save you? Like, if we're going right, to get into like, this, come on, all right, that's what I'm saying. Are you really going to hurt your fans for a, the little chunk of change? Like that it is to send what? How many guys do you think really have to go on the road for a radio call? Three. I bet you you could probably do it with two. Realistically, if you're only gonna have Ben calling the games and nobody else on mic, then you probably need a tech guy there, and I think you could probably do it with that. You already have your Sportsnet crew there. There's literally a good chance. That's true. There's right? literally like there's your a good Sportsnet chance. crew is already there. It's not like it's a separate radio station covering it. Does your a sports Sportsnet crew crew's... go with the TV crew? Because because you do, but like those those video that that the broadcast gets right. Let's say they're in Kansas City. That video comes from the Kansas City crew. They just get the video, right? They don't send their own cameras down. They don't send. So I I wonder how many even people they really send for the TV broadcast. They're gonna need a couple tech guys there, but it's not like you have a whole crew. I should probably know the answer, but I don't. So, anyways, let's talk about those Blue Jays while we're on the topic. Uh, the Blue Jays finishing off a series in Kansas City right now as we record this. Um, and I'm going to be fairly open and, and, and kind of blunt with this question. So what are your thoughts on the first week? Because to me, it was uh, it was kind of a, an eye-opener first week for the Toronto Blue Jays. Not performing as well as certainly I'd hoped for them. I, I, I hate having these conversations so early. Because I know it's early. Yeah, It's super early. And even the game as we speak last night was way better than the first other game. I think it, the the problem is this team is going to have to win in a very different way, and you're not going to see very many 8 nothing 8-1 wins. You're going to see a lot of 3-2, 4-2, maybe even 5-1, like pretty close ball games that were you're going to there, there's going to be a lot of save opportunities on this team just cuz their their offense isn't built in a way that's going to bop anymore. It's built more defensively it's built more speed which you can see we saw that tuesday night and man. i love how <clears throat> pardon me i love how it works I, it looks really good it looks fun but it's not going to be those home runs i mean what have they hit two home runs this year one maybe one don't like Dalton as we record show, as we record no uh, bichette hit the first so there's a couple as we record this midweek there's a couple blue jays home runs in the first six games that would be a terrible start to any of the past, like, five Blue Jays teams. But maybe on this team, it's not as bad as it thinks it is. And you sit there and you just think that, well, obviously the pitching's letting them down. But if you look around the major leagues, the first time through rotations have been really, really bad. People have been terrible. Was it Justin Verlander or Max Scherzer? Max Scherzer the other day went, gave up three straight bombs, like back-to-back-to-back well, well, home that's, runs. That's historical, right? Like, major well, league baseball, it's always the pitchers up. that are a little bit slower to get going. Even with spring training, the hitters are always ready to go, right? Like hitters are, they need half a spring training to get ready, where the pitchers realistically need like a spring training and a half to be able to get up to the same speed. Plus, let alone taking into consideration, we had a World Baseball Classic where not a lot of the hitters, but a good chunk of these hitters, and especially a good chunk of the starting hitters, were able to take live at bats and and be in a, a pressure situation. 
Sure, the pitchers were there too, but they were throwing two innings because that's all yeah. they, they were allowed to throw, right? So it's going to take longer for the pitchers, I think, just to catch up. It's happening everywhere, not just the Blue Jays. But it does point out, I think, a hole in this team is that the pitchers need to perform. If you're going to play three two-ball games, then you have to play three two-ball games. You can't have Jose Barrios going out there and giving up three run innings and then throwing up zero and then giving up a five run inning or whatever. Yeah, so you can't have big them. innings, right? Those are always the ones that hurt you though. The big innings, um, whether you're on a good baseball team, a bad baseball team, one that's contending or not, uh, you're going to lose games based on your big innings. And you want those innings to stay at three runs or less. Anything more than that. Those are the innings that really change ball games, right? If I give up three and then I can shut them down for the next three innings and then give up one, then you're really doing an all right job, but it's the, five runs here then i shut them down and then they get in another two and then i shut them down and then here's another right those things snowball so quickly but you just need to see the blue jays kind of clean things up a little bit here and i'm not worried not worried after the first week week and a bit here very bold of you but there's some things to some things to watch i think going forward do you, do you think that first time through the rotation you'd be thinking kevin gosman's probably your best pitcher and then you say kikuchi he was he was pretty good he was good bearded kikuchi is a new man i tell you <laughs> And he looks good. He looks good. He looked pretty good in Kansas City, especially now. Their schedule isn't very favorable. I mean, I hate this that they go they they're in a different time zone for the first three series, and when they go to LA, they're at the late games. I hate the late games, and this is actually something I wanted to talk about with with the new schedule and how everything's balanced. You're gonna get more ten o'clock games. I do not like that. They're gonna have to go to the Dodgers every year. They're going to have to go to to the Angels, to Seattle, to Oakland. But everybody gets it, right? Everybody gets the same. So you just got to be ready for it. Yeah, but I don't I don't like it. I don't want to see it. Well, okay. Well, just because you, you don't like it, they should change it? Do you think that was a... Two things. Do you think that was overlooked in the scheduling? That maybe a good reason to not play everyone all the time is because of time zones? And you're not going to have the opportunity for... I mean, even when the Dodgers come over to Yankee Stadium, it's going to be, what, a 4 o'clock game in in L.A.? Your, your, your viewership's yeah. going to be way down. If you play an afternoon game, like, we often don't... I feel like we often don't think about that as East Coasters. Um, if you're playing a 1 o'clock getaway day on a Sunday in New York and you're Los Angeles, it's a 10 a.m. game, your local time, right? Like, that's early for a baseball game. We so, often don't think about that, I feel. So I just, I wonder if the, maybe they overlooked that when it came to the schedule making. And I'm not saying scheduling's easy. It's got to be real tough to schedule Major League Baseball. But if the Blue Jays are going to play Los Angeles, the Angels, and the Dodgers this year, I feel like they should be playing them back-to-back. Right? So you've got to make, make that... Well, just making uh, them fly I, back out there would kind of suck. Right? Like, I don't, know, I don't know when they play the Dodgers or if they... Do they play each team? Home and away? I don't or is think it, they I play think, home and away. I, I think, think you just play every team. Right, so maybe they have the Dodgers at home this year. I don't know. I haven't looked that deep into the schedule. But do you think it would make sense then for the major leagues to do those time zone? And I'm not talking like central to east, right? Because that's like, what, an hour difference? It's not a big deal. But when you're talking east you know, west. west coast to east coast, you think they actively thought, well, let's put those series on weekends, like wraparound series, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, where Saturday, Sundays are played at four o'clock on the East Coast. So it kind of, so it's like a noon game in LA and it kind of makes sense for both parties. I don't, I'm sure they did, right? There's a lot of smart people up there, despite the credit we don't give them. 
Um, nobody they've had to have us. Done it. Nobody asked us. They had to. Yeah, they want they want Smitty Mitty to do the scheduling. I'm a pro. Blue Jays start the season on a 19 game homestand, and then they finish off the season on a 140 some odd game homestand. So they just they just play at home all they year. They just never away. They just never leave. You think Everybody that would be good us. too? I think that would suck. Oh, that would be terrible. Because part of it, part of the fun is like why I love one of my favorite series that the Jays play is when they're playing a Friday, Saturday night at Fenway. I love watching those games. Yeah, and it's got to be nice for the Jays to go play. You know, at West, the Seattle series, when the all the Jays fans from BC flock over. Those are fun. Those well, are fun. let alone all the players are from different places. If you're from Texas, you're going to want to go play in Texas, right? Like, that's just kind of the yeah. nature of wanting to play at home. So this week, sorry, were you going somewhere else? You no, good? No, okay. where are we going? This week is one of the best weekends in sports. It's Master Weekend. And we did have a conversation with, uh, with who were we talking? Matt Vincenzi. Just Matt the, Vincenzi. Just, just a couple weeks ago, Vincenzi. I think. Vincenzi, as Middleton says. We had a conversation with a couple weeks ago, but let's go over it a little more. Because I think I didn't get to have enough of a conversation about the impact of these live players being... What if one of them wins? Like, I, I seriously think that's a big, big, big issue for the PGA. I don't think we got to do that a lot with Matt. But I think that would be a huge problem if one of these live players has the ability to come in and win a major but it's 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 a legitimate chance right they can't be that scared of it or else they wouldn't have let it happen i don't think they had a choice really because the masters is its own entity it can make its own decisions and i don't think they would ever want to after you know the 60s but i feel like the I don't PGA, think want to exclude I feel like somebody the pga might have it's it's an open championship there. literally it's an open championship it is open to the world as long as you meet the qualifications and get invited or it's pretty or stingy invited. pretty stingy invite there, well you don't have to get invited if you're like if you're a past winner you, there's no invitation you just yeah, go you gotta okay if you're a past winner like everyone's done that well there's a whole bunch if you're top 10 in the world i think you'll get an automatic yeah, invite. top 10 it's if you win any major in the, in the PGA, past four years i think um if you win any like so if like you win, if you win any of the majors worse. you get a five-year buy-in to the yeah, masters something like if that. you win any pga event you get like a one-year buy-in um i read actually this week that if you win olympic gold you get into the masters for two years yeah yeah i did see that but here's my point is that we were off topic there You're if right. if all of a sudden it's well i can go play for live i can make my 100 million 150 million dollars like cam smith and then still come back and win majors and be on top of the golf world why wouldn't i do that and we've had this conversation before that i think where the money comes from is, is the biggest deterrent for me period but if you can do that and go play in a tournament where you can wear shorts, riding golf carts, music playing, you're doing a shotgun, it's only 54 holes or whatever, then and still come back and win majors, the only deterrent here from players going to the live and you know taking less money is if your chances of winning a major are either gone or lowered. Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing we'll see with all of this live versus PGA stuff is possibly changes to PGA, right? I feel well, they're like they, a little bit, right? The purses, the purses have gone up because they. Sure, had, they but had I feel to. like other stuff might change too, right? And how long is it before the PGA lets you wear shorts, or the PGA says, "Yeah, write a card," right? You can put this down. The PGA, or not even the PGA, Augusta National will never let you wear shorts. I never said Augusta. I said the PGA. The, the, your majors are going to be off limits for shorts. 
it was big for the PGA a couple of years ago to allow their players to wear shorts even in practice rounds. That was a big thing, a big secession that they made. I think the PGA, I think, listen, the Masters, I'm excited for it. Uh, pardon my language here, but stuff's going to hit the fan if a live golfer wins this weekend. I feel like, am I wrong? No, like, that's, that, that was been my whole argument for the past right? four like minutes. This, it has been three and a half minutes. Oh, sorry, Don't, my apologies. I, I give credit where credit's due. It's only been three and a half. <laughs> but yeah, it is going to be, I'm, I'm excited to see it. It'll be a great weekend and the Masters weekend. First of all, love that it's on Easter weekend because you just get to sit down, long weekend, enjoy it, watch some golf, sit by the TV. It'll be fantastic. Did you know that they pump in bird noises? I'm not surprised. And, like, there's a whole bunch of things that happen. First of all, the fairways are spray-painted. That I knew. Like, that that's obvious. You don't get grass to look that green. That just doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, the water has, like, a blue dye in it to make it shine, make it glisten a little bit. They pump in bird noise to just to make it feel like just a happy-go-lucky time. It's really interesting. I, I also, there was a uh, one of the PGA championships one year. One of the golf courses, I think, shipped in thousands of trees thousands of trees because their trees weren't going right so they brought a bunch of trees in just to make it like the things that these golf courses go through yeah. the resources they eat or they eat through just for one tournament is incredible yeah. they could be using that money on player purses right keep your players around don't buy trees last don't question die your water because i did look at this the other day okay secondhand tickets to the masters what do you think they go for I'm pretty sure they go for like more equal to like Super Bowl tickets. Like we're talking thousands of dollars. Hey, give me a guess. Like right now for this this weekend's tournament, yes. forty five hundred bucks, thirty three hundred dollars to get in. Yikes! And you know what? One of the sellers was that the food is actually pretty cheap once you get in there. Oh, it is dollar fifty sandwich. That's great, right? Dollar fifty egg salad, Sammy. Can't beat it. So I got a, my whole pension's going towards getting into the thing, but then I can get a pimento sandwich, pretty you cheap. Pimento sandwich for a dollar fifty. <laughs> All you got to do is uh, put your put your name on that lottery. I'll heard you get in eventually, right? You just got to get lucky. All right, we're gonna head to break here. On the other side of the break, we are gonna talk some local baseball as London Majors legend Cleveland Brownlee will join me to talk. Middleton's gonna hop out of the studio. Let me handle this one on my own. So uh, Cleveland Brownlee will join us to talk about his return to the majors for this upcoming season. On the other side of the break, you're listening to the Smitty Mitty Show on the TSMS Radio Network. The curling season is just about over, but it's a great time to get ready for next year with the Gold Line end of season sale. Jackets, vests, shoes, and brooms. Check out all the deals at goldlinecurling.com. Gold Line, the choice of champions. Even though I'd just gotten a new job that paid well, I still wanted to be prepared for the unexpected. My Sun Life advisor encouraged me to do three things. Get health coverage, start paying back debt, and build a safety net. When I got my cancer diagnosis, my advisor had already helped me become debt-free with enough set aside for emergencies. When I took time off, I didn't worry about my finances so I could focus on getting better. Today, I'm in remission. Call Middleton Finner Financial Services with offices in King Carden and Port Elgin. This is the Smitty and Mitty Show. Welcome back to the Smitty and Mitty Show. Pleasure to have me joining now. It is Mr. Cleveland Brownlee, re-signed for another year with the London Majors. Cleve, uh, thanks for joining me. Pleasure to see you. Oh, man, pleasure is all mine. And you know what? It's good to see you as well, man. 
So big news this uh, this past week. Obviously, you have re-signed with the London Majors for 2023 in the summer. Uh, first of all, congratulations. Welcome back. I know there's going to be a lot of people happy to see you back in the pinstripes for another season. <laughs> you know what? It, it, it's going to be a fun season, man. I, I'm looking forward to it. And you know what? I, I was happy that they wanted me back, you know. I'm an old guy on the team now, so you always wonder, do they want you back? Can you can you still hang with the young guys? And, you know, all little things like that play in part. Now, I got to wonder, and you don't have to tell me, but was there any hesitation from Rook to bring you back, or was he on you from the moment the season ended in October to have you back for this season? Well, you know what? Me and Rook are good friends, so we talk all the time. And, you know, he always told me, man, you know what? We always have a spot for you here. And he said, man, you had a record year last year, so you know you're more than welcome to come back. So, you know what? That's always good to have. You have somebody in your back pocket to say, hey, we'll let you know when that time is is nearing. And he hasn't said it yet. So, hey, man, I, you know what? I got to keep rolling with it, I guess. You mentioned the record season there. Uh, a lot of people, I know you got that title in 2021. A lot of people thought, hey, maybe Cleve is going to hang up the cleats now that he's got that ring. But you come back last year, you belt a career-high 15 home runs, a career-high 52 runs batted in. Uh, do you think that winning that title, Cleve, just kind of added a little bit of life to your game? Oh, for sure it did. You know what? It, it took a lot off my back and thinking that I had to to do more than what was needed in you know what, we trusted in each other and we won that title. And, you know, it, to me, it just opened a door that gave me more life. You know, I, I was having so much fun and just being able to enjoy that game again. And, and you know, what, just like I say, it, it's the fun aspect of it. You know, everybody's watching you, they're cheering you on, you, you, you're doing great. And that's all as a player that you can ask for. Yeah, exactly. I know we've we've talked in the past, and for those that don't know, you came over as an import player for the majors over a decade ago. Uh, came to London. It was the first time that you've ever been to London when you came to play for the majors. And now this is your home. You've got a family here. You've been with the majors for over a decade. And we're finally getting to, and, and at least it seems, Cleveland, correct me if I'm wrong, please, but at least it seems now that we're starting to see the Cleveland that's having a lot of fun on the diamond, the guy that wants to be there every single night because it's the best place you can be on a Friday night. Oh, for sure. You know what? That's the best entertainment in town. You know, not just on a Friday night, but, <laughs> excuse me, but any night throughout the week. You know, if you get a chance to play in Labatt Park, you'll you'll understand that feeling that you get as just being a player on that field. And you know what? Like I said, last year was fun. I I played every single game last year. I didn't miss a game, and it was fun from the time I stepped on that field to that final out of that last game, I can absolutely say I had one of the best baseball seasons of my life. Now, does the 2022 championship season, uh, does it surpass the 2021 season? Because I know that was the first title for the majors in 46 years. It was the first title for you. But that 2022 season, you were back out for vengeance. You guys were trying to prove that, hey, this was no fluke. Did that 2022 championship mean even that much more or the same as the 2021? You know, what? both of them were good, but that, you know, what? that 2021 championship, I think the whole city was, was out that night and they, we were, we were doing it for the whole city. You know, London hadn't seen the championship and I believe in over 40 some years. So to win it at home in front of a, a sold out crowd and to to break records that that night that was amazing. I, I got to say that was the best cuz honestly that was my first major championship I had ever won in my life. 
at that level. So I was super pumped about that. And like I say, in front of the home team. Um, last year, we had something to prove. You know, nobody wanted to give us as much credit that 2021 season coming off of COVID and all of that. And you know what? They made so many excuses. Uh, oh, this player wasn't here. But you know what? We proved last year again that we had the best team in the league, the best organization in the league. And you know what? Rupert Scott did a great job. And all the players, I can say, they were behind each other. That was one team, one sound last year. And we believed in each and every player. Like if somebody was hurt or somebody wasn't there, we knew we did not skip a beat because anybody coming off the bench was just as good as a starter. And I can say that for both years, 2021 and 2022. But that 2022, we were out to to prove all the naysayers that, hey, you know what? 2021 just didn't happen. We made it happen. And we're going to show you guys again. Now, there's a lot of people that were wondering um, after 2019 and then we root mm-hmm. into the pandemic, uh, the pandemic years, was Cleveland Brownlee going to come back? You made the return in 21, won the championship, made the return in 22, won the championship, and now you're back again. Are you looking for a third strike, Cleve, or are you just, like you said, you're out there having fun? You know what? I, I'm always <laughs> – sorry – I'm always looking for that third straight. That would be amazing for me, the city, and and all of those guys. And believe me, when I step on that field, I'm going to give it my all like I had never won a championship before. You know, I know what it takes now. I I know a better how to lead the guys better to follow and, and things like that. And you know what? It was hard coming back off that 2020 year. You know, you had to, to get in shape. You had to do a lot of things to mentally prepare and all of those things. At my age now, it, it still takes a lot to, to, to get back on that field, but I'm willing to give it a try and, and push on for the city, you know. And, you know, what? like I said, I've been fortunate enough this year that I'm close to a couple records that are upcoming, and hopefully I can surpass some of those. And like I said, coming back this year, it was more of, when I told everybody, I told Rupe and I told some of the guys on the team, my legacy, I'm fortunate to say it's already there. You know, I've broken enough records records and everything, but I was always that guy that I don't want to leave a legacy. I want to be a legacy right now. I want to I, I want to be a living legacy right now and a living legend. And I want everybody to know me while I'm here. You know, we always say life is short and we see that in, in today's world. I want everybody to know that I'm alive, I'm well, I'm still giving it all I got. And, and just pushing for those younger kids to, you know, to get out there and continue to play and never give up. And, hell, you're never too old. I'm 38 years old, and, and I'm going to push you to, to, to the last drop. Now, you mentioned, uh, you know, playing for the kids and playing for, for all the fans there. And, and you've had the pleasure over the last few years in particular of playing um, with your son in attendance. Junior's been there. He's seen these big moments. What does that mean? Not not just for Cleveland as the ball player, but Cleveland as the dad. What does that mean for you to have him there with some of the biggest moments of your life, at, at least in sport? Yeah, you know what? It's 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 big for me, you know, to have him there and excuse me, choked up. To have him there and to to cheer me on, you couldn't ask for anything better than that. You know what? I was uh, I was a little too young to see my father play a lot of games in in his prime. But to have my son there, he gets to go to school and people know his dad. So that makes him feel better. And you know what? I'm just pushing him at this age to to be the best that he can be. You know, I don't push him and say, hey, you got to play sports. 
I push him in everything to say, hey, whatever you want to do, let's be the best at this. Let's not give up and, you know, don't worry about your age and pe- don't listen to people saying you can't do this and you can't do that. Get out there, work hard, and, and whatever you put your mind to, you can achieve it. So that's my goal, just to be the best role model on that field, on and off that field, that I can be. And you know what, Noah, like I say, I'm out there now giving those kids that from the inner city like I was or giving those kids a chance to say, man, he made it and he's still going. You know, it surprised so many people when the majors posted that Cleveland's back. My phone just started ringing nonstop and people said, are you crazy? What are you thinking? And you know what? You got to be on that field and you got to be in my shoes to understand why I do it. You know, like I say, I provide a, a, a leeway for my family to come here and watch me play. I get people from the States coming here and watch me play. And you know what? It helps out my business. Everything like that, I try to tie it all in together and just give everybody all of Cleve. You know, I, I want to show you guys where I'm from, what I'm made of, where I want to go in. Like I say, lead my son and say, hey, man, this is this is how your dad did it. Now, I want you to do it better. Now, what is kind of the next step for Cleveland Brownlee? I know you're not one to kind of look too far into the future, Cleve, but uh, you've done, you're obviously great friends with Rook Chanadat, the majors manager, and you guys are close. You guys talk throughout the offseason about the upcoming mm-hmm. team. Is Cleveland Brownlee a manager or a coach, whether that's in, you know, the Intercounty Baseball League or whether that's minor baseball? Is that something that you see yourself doing a lot of? You know what? Me and Rupe, we're like family. That's, I always consider Rupe as family. Rupe and Scott, they're family to me. And uh, yeah, you know what? In the future, I could see myself. Uh, I, will always be a, I will always be around the majors, whether I'm playing or, or whether I'm watching. The majors is family to me, whether it's now, whether it's 10 years down the road. That will always be family to me. And, you know, I don't know it yet. My bigger picture now is my son. You know what? He's fortunate enough to to be pretty good in baseball now. He's made the competitive team at a young age, and and he's progressing very well. So I think for the next couple years, that's going to be my main focus to to see how he really enjoys baseball and, and, and how far he wants to take it. You know what? My dad was there every step of the way for me. And I want to be there every step of the way for him and say, man, if you want to do it, I'm going to be your biggest supporter like my father was. My father was my biggest cheerleader my whole time. You know, he cheered me on whether I had the best game or whether I had my worst game. He cheered me on. And I think that's going to, well, you know, I know know that's going to be my main focus in these coming years, just to guide him in the best direction I can. Now, talking a little bit about this upcoming season here in 2023, um, Mm -hmm. without giving anything too much away, we've seen some uh, signings announced, uh, yourself included. How are you thinking the team is shaping up here for this summer? You guys are going for the three-peat here in 2023. How's the team, at least early in Cleveland's eyes, shaping up to be? You know what? We got a lot of – once again, Roop's put together a great team. Roop always does a great um, thing about uh, recruiting guys to play. And you know what? The majors have changed the culture in that locker room now. It's a winning culture. It's a championship culture in there. And everybody that's coming in, you can tell now that they want to be a part of that culture, and which is a great thing. You know, we've always had a coach, but now we have that championship culture in that locker room. And we're going to be good again. The majors will be good again. They got a lot of local talent around, a lot of kids from Western, 
They've got a couple kids from Fanshawe that are playing, and they're going to be good. They, they, they will. Some of them will be role players. Some of them might be starters. You never know. But all these guys are working hard in the offseason. I, you know, I drop in and out of their indoor practices, and those guys are all working hard. And the majors, we're not going to miss a beat, man. We're going to keep going. Some, you know, some of those guys are fortunate enough to to sign to bigger leagues, and and we cheer them on still to this day. And you know what? But we got a great team coming and it's going to be good again. You know what? It will be a good show for the boys of summer again. Well, Cleve, the season begins mid-May when the uh, majors make the trip again to Christie Pitts. We look forward to seeing you throughout the course of the summer. And once again, thank you for hopping on and joining me. Always a pleasure to talk. Hey, no problem. Thank you. And one more thing before I go, I know you always call all the games very well. Do you think you can, uh, Talk to the fans a little bit this year about how fast Cleve still is. I know they think I lost <laughs> a little speed. I really haven't lost a little speed. It's more of like uh, I call it a uh, good strides to the next base. So I will have that stolen base for you guys this year. I'll, I'll make sure we bring it in there. Myself and uh, and Dylan Baker will make sure we talk about the the speed that Cleveland Brownlee has been working on in the offseason. He still got it. <laughs> I still got it. <laughs> Just haven't pulled it out, but he still got it. Still got it. Uh, thank you very much, Cleveland, and uh, have a great day. You as well. Thanks a lot, Noah. Even though I'd just gotten a new job that paid well, I still wanted to be prepared for the unexpected. My Sun Life advisor encouraged me to do three things. Get health coverage, start paying back debt, and build a safety net. When I got my cancer diagnosis, my advisor had already helped me become debt-free with enough set aside for emergencies. When I took time off, I didn't worry about my finances, so I could focus on getting better. Today, I'm in remission. Call Middleton Finner Financial Services with offices in King Carden and Port Elgin. The curling season is just about over, but it's a great time to get ready for next year with the Gold Line End of Season Sale. Jackets, vests, shoes, and brooms. Check out all the deals at goldlinecurling.com. Gold Line, the choice of champions. You're listening to the Smitty and Mitty Show. I'm back. Smitty and Mitty here to wrap up segment four. Thank you to Noah Smith for uh, taking care of that segment. You didn't want to. You didn't want to join the interview, eh? Well, here's a little peek behind the curtain. Okay, we're doing this segment four directly after doing segment two. We haven't even done the interview yet. You don't know that. Yeah, and I'm going you home. You don't know that. I just. I'm, it's You're a, letting it's a, people into the secrets of the Smitty yeah, Mitty Show. It's a late, it's a late interview, and I don't want to stick around to do it. You're you're letting people in to know what goes on. And like I've met behind Cleve, closed doors. Cleve, Cleve's a great, Cleve's a great guy. I'm sure you got an amazing interview out of him. But it you was are, great. It was great. You're the, I'm sure you're the majors announcer guy. I'm just a yeah. fill in. Yeah, you're a fill in. I just come every now and then. That's it. So okay. I, you, it makes more sense for you to take it. Right? Okay, I Fair wouldn't enough. say anything. Anyway, I'm not arguing with you. I'm, I'm just going home. I'm not arguing with you. So thank you. You enjoy your dinner. Thank you to Cleveland Brownlee for joining us uh, last segment. Thank you to Noah Smith for taking care of it. Thank you to our sponsors, Damon Wilson, Sun Life, Financial Life is Brighter Under the Sun, Gold Line Curling, the choice of champions. I love it when I do this every single time, every single time. And I wish the video was on. I do the sponsors. You're doing it with me. I can see your lips doing it with you me. You go so fast through the sponsors. Well, they don't pay me enough to slow down. <laughs> There's a slow down fee. There's a slow, $100 slow down fee. And they have yet to pay that i think that's all we have for this week on this show next week an amazing guest is going to join us it's her uh, third time curler i don't know let's not give away too much next week on the smitty and mini show across the tsms radio network